0: Mental health could be a difficult topic to talk about. I'd like to change that. I'm Marcus Pipworth and welcome to the Ministry of Change podcast. Hello, yes, welcome to the Ministry of Change. Um, I'm excited about this one. Um, It's taken me really, like, a really long time to edit it and get it up here. Um, I recorded it a couple of months ago when I was down in Thanis on the invitation of Simon Medhurst, you can hear in episode 11. Uh, while I was down there, Simon wanted to introduce me to some other people in the area that he thought were having a positive impact on mental health. And one of those people was Stefan Gambrell, who's better known as the Neanderthal Bard. Um, so Stefan's an amazing guy. He's a he's a spoken word artist and um, he's also a mental health advocate. Uh, he does a lot of work on homelessness. He's the um, uh, poet in residence for Crisis, the homelessness charity in the UK. And he also um, has a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. So, uh, in this conversation, Stefan uh, talks a lot about sort of mental health services, and also like uh, is very open and honest about his sort of his personal experiences and his uh, his uh, borderline personality disorder. It's really interesting, um, but it was really hard to edit. <laughs> like I usually when I. Was, do these conversations with people uh, we aim for about half an hour and uh, usually a little bit sort of shorter or longer and it requires minimal sort of editing but with Stefan we were dressed off and uh yeah it lasted almost two hours so I sort of wanted to edit it down into something a little bit more sort of a sort of more manageable slice for you to listen to but I wanted to retain sort of Stefan's sort of larger than life character and the real energy that came through in the conversation um so uh yeah it took me a while to, to sort, of, sort of do that and I think I've sort of achieved it a little bit um I do listen right to the end because there's this like interspersed through all the conversation there's these amazing poems that Stefan does and and but there's there's one uh related to crisis and homelessness which I couldn't really fit into the flow of the edited conversation so I've sort of tagged it on the end as a like outro um so uh yeah do listen to the end but like there's lots of poetry in there along with some sort of fascinating stories and some like yeah some dark bits and yeah and some and, and some some less heavy bits as well and it's it's a very entertaining but poignant uh sort of story Stefan tells um so i'll I'll launch into it in a minute uh just as i say at the beginning of all of my podcasts if you do like this then please do subscribe and rate and review it on itunes that helps me reach more people and spread these mental health stories further uh also this week it's the first the 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 podcast is now on spotify Um, i'm excited about that so maybe you're listening to it on spotify so if you are welcome and uh Anyway, without further ado, here we go. Here's uh, the Neanderthal bar.
1: I, I, um, I had a, a breakdown when I was 37, um, physical and mental breakdown, and um, for three years. Um, like three years of trying to trying to get hold of um, a mental illness. It's supposed to, it, it should be met with support care, uh, and and that's not what's been going on um, in mental health services as a blanket. I'm not taking one organisation or or one trust and isolating them. They are underfunded. You know what I mean? my, my, My psychiatric nurse said to me one day, do you know I spend three quarters of my time filling out benefit forms for people who don't understand? That's what's making them stressed. That's what's making them panic. That's what's changing their behaviour. They can't do it, so therefore, an intervention needs to be done. So and, and the buck stops at me. Why can't we put something before that? Why can't we have information, fucking, you know, I mean, free information desks in mental health services where people come and ask questions, like a sentence like a in advice, you know what I mean? And I have one that travels around, the help isn't there. We, we, our country, it, it, our government is so um, paranoid, paranoid about what's being fraudulently claimed. Right? When the fact is, what isn't being claimed that should be being claimed, right, outweighs that figure completely. Do you get what I mean? They save more money on not telling people what benefits they're entitled to, then they lose in Ford fraud. But he is. Ridiculous, and these are these are you know you you, you, you I mean these are as far as I know widely known facts. Why they're not acted on facts? I don't have a clue. Do you get what I mean? And I think like because of the three three years. I mean, I when I had um, the breakdown, I was I was working as chef at uh, Margate Road um, at the start. Lovely boss. it just went, but I just dissolved in the middle of my kitchen. Dissolved. Couldn't light the fire. (laughs) It it, it just went. I tried to kill myself um, two days later. And um, mental health services then got back involved. Because, um, yeah, they, they, they got back involved and um, uh, with the crisis team. Was, uh, uh, but that three years is medication, a trial. You know I mean, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what dosage, what brands. Do you know what I mean? How, you know, the frequency of dose. And I was in... I can, complete mist for three years I'd split up with my missus because I felt myself going down the rabbit hole and there was no way I was taking her there because of she'd been there once with her first husband do you get what I mean and I weren't taking her there and it was a fucking scary journey uh, and and um so what so one of my I was just all that to try and explain why I had a support worker <laughs> one of my support workers James James tells he, he um Said to me, have you ever tried writing this down, just in a letter, right to your mates, and that, saying that yes, you have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. It doesn't make you any different. Yes, you are um, a bit fragile, and it's there are things that are going to set you right off, and explain what they are. Uh, and the first two lines of that poem, I called it. You see, <clears throat> so I wrote a poem, and and it became about me and about how I felt. But also tried once again putting other people first, I think. But I've always done that. My first poem, it goes, I'll do the poem if you want it, might make it easier. It yeah. goes, um, it's called BPD and Me. BPD, meaning borderline personality disorder. Me, meaning me. It goes, um the first two lines, they rhymed, and that's why it became a poem. As I said, it was, was complete accident. How would you feel, and what would you do? If your world was just grey with no shades of blue, with no feelings of warmth from the mess of a mind where you see a future that I struggle to find. You see, it's not about money. It's about quality of life. So, judge with compassion, not trouble and strife. See, it's not rocket science, and there's no need for degrees. Just take a moment and hear me, please. But listen with compassion, not disgust and disdain. You see, my, my illness is responsible, yet my brain takes the blame. <laughs> now, uh, my brain takes the blame. If he, uh, I speak for myself and the life that I live, and no one man can just take we all need to give. So... If this is not you, then it is what you see. But this is not rhetoric or a speech wrote for me. Now, this is my heart, it's my mind and my soul, and to try and feel better is my long term goal. Do you know my name? Am I in your way? Well, my name is Stephanie, and I'm a man just the same. I'm the same as you and your kith and your kin. I'm a collection of bone, blood, brain, and of skin, and I can live with that sympathy. I just need you to see. Look at your figures and policies at me. I was. Apparently, I had passion. Panache and I oozed flair. Now, just ill and I needed some care. See, so a great man once said, "We don't judge from one's malady. This is my life. It's not a second-hand parody. There's, I'm not alone. There's more of my type. there, hidden behind headlines and yet surrounded by hype. So step down from your podium. Step out of your light. Stick into our darkness and experience our plight. the guard is dependent, degraded, no use, the names that you call us are paramount to abuse. See, now, this is my plea. It's not a personal attack. Stop moving forward and take time to look back because in history there are lessons and we've made our mistakes. So wait for one second and just ease on your brakes. This illness, it's mine. But there's one thing I know. It can make me confused, but never stupid or slow. So this really just leaves me with one more thing to say. Come visit me. Please. Just come share one day. Yeah, so yeah, that was my first poem. And it kind of went a bit mental from there, to be honest. I didn't write. I used to write little poems for barmates. You know? Works loads better than the £20 note. Yeah. If you give a barmaid a poem about her, right at the beginning of the night, you'll be the first person who serves mouse. mouths Seriously. It's, it's, <laughs> I was... Kick the shit out of as a kid. I was a bully, you know, a product of an extremely bullied school life, do you know what I mean? A hard, you know what I mean, nothing at home, home was lovely, do you know what I mean? It's hard, but you know what I mean it was like, I was so I used to, I used to make people laugh and 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 it's the it's easy easier way to stop people is to believe what they're saying sometimes. And my mum said to me one day, she 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 still said she didn't say it and she did. I said, Mum, I'm being bullied so bad and she went, you know at least leaving somebody else. Without the intent of what that meant, yeah. to me, that makes it my job. That makes it my job. If they pick me, and pick on me, they're someone else. Over. And that, once again, stems into why I help people before me, because there's going to be a time that I can't help myself, and you suckers are going to owe me big time. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm 82 and I need my corn sorting, <laughs> I have these conversations with people all the time because of... The way mental health is, 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 it's empty. (laughs) The way mental health is perceived outside. And I I have my filter. I can't can't help myself from being that. Because usually, me being outside involves alcohol. It involves alcohol. And through a life working in kitchen, there was a steady supply of alcohol. Now, I'm not talking, like, 20 pints a day. I'm talking six pints during the whole day. Do you get what I mean? And I don't have a great tolerance. Well, God, I'm, I'm free to have a down the road. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do as many cents as you like. Get that man. Give me that boat for a out of here. Without his voice in the room. And I don't. I really don't matter. If I was a, the worst party in the room, I'd still be doing that. Do you get what I mean? I still might be the worst one in the room. But, um, do you get what I mean? I, I have no exact... It's, 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 that, 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 that mask of ostentatiousness that's hiding absolutely terrified. <laughs> and it, can, it gets overdone, but what well, I suffer from is an st- emotional stability disorder, which means when I, I'm really upset, I'm really, really devastatingly upset. And that's where we can draw parallels to depression. Because, I mean, you start to feel, you know what I mean? Nothing, yeah. you, know I mean? Nothing you do is ever going to work. And, you know, do you get what I mean? Rather than leave it for a few days. And, hope it, and then, see, I'm good at giving advice out. And I, when people like, start going off at the end, like, oh, I'm going to get through this, right? I tell them, this two shall pass. <laughs> now, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Never, right? <laughs> but inside the rings of Lord of the Rings, it's engraved, this two shall pass. Before I started writing and performing poetry, I was in the bottom of a deep dark hole looking down. And since I started writing and performing, I've managed to turn myself around and I can see the sun so I know which way to crawl. Do you get what I mean? And so is that a, a metaphor or is it a analogy or what is it, I don't know, I can not work out. But yeah, I started with that, you see what I mean, and once again it's the whole point of trying to lift somebody up out, out, of, out, of, out of being that way, you know what I mean? just because you're in the bottom of a hole, it doesn't mean you've got to stay there. It doesn't. And because I stopped drinking, because I had to break down, and I stopped drinking every day with day, then the symptoms and, and, and the traits just... You know it's I like, <laughs> All got together and hit me at once. Do you get what I mean? And then, of course, then because you you're, um, experience such extreme traits and extreme um, symptoms, then they go straight in with the high doses to get, <laughs> we've got to sort this fellow out and get him right. But, the thing is, it doesn't, it does oh man, it is, it, it can leave you in a position where you don't know what's best for it. So therefore, you just think, I say this to a lot, A lot. Of, I've, done this in, I've said this in a lot of interviews. Yeah. One of the most disturbing thing about being on medication was I didn't have a solid poo right, for over 18 months. Now, people don't realise how, 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 <laughs> how, um, I not know, fulfilling it is to have a solid poo. Because all the time you're not having solid poo, you've got to watch every cough. I was a little, mate, I've been over cleaning the mirror like that, coughed and absolutely shat myself because of the because, because side effects of it. It's just chronic diarrhoea. Do you get what I mean? And just to have a solid poo, it was like, wow. And it sounds really stupid, but just something as basic as that lifted a lot, lifted a lot in me, I also moved that, That sounds really funny, but I moved that of a, a basement flat into a one, a first story flat, that changed, that completely changed my life, too. Because of the light? Absolutely, Well yeah. oh, that, and I started reading a lot at this time, and, and <laughs> Vitruvius, you know, Vitruvian Man, Vitruvius was a, it was a Roman, um, architect, he was one that developed the, 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 like, um, the scale of seven times one head is he, he, one person. It's he, a scale because the idea is how much room do we need to put people on top of each other? What is their ceiling? Yeah, I really never had to worry about that before. I mean, the ceiling was as high as it needed to be because there's no one living above you. And So, this is what I mean. So, so, like, so for me, like, like the, the, the more I could stretch. My horizon, you know I mean? The more my horizon's got, you know what I mean? The, the higher you're seeing in life, you know what I mean? The parallel, do you know what I mean? It, and there's strange things that get people to change the way they think, even. And it's me that I'm, I've managed to get changed the way I think about a lot of things. And, and mainly that is, I can't control this. I've just got to make the best of it while I can, at, while I, and, 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 and do and do that. Most of the poets that I meet, like Simon, I've appreciated poetry since childhood you know what I mean and they say oh have you heard of oh, Fate you know, whoever I'm, uh, I'm trying to think of, see, I don't know the name of the poet I'm, had a book, like, you know, you, I'm trying to think of famous ones do you know, do you know uh, oh, Byron's this and that or, or do, you know, do, you, do you know Keats's this or do you know Wordsworth's that or Shakespeare's this and I'm like oh no I know Benjamin Zephaniah and okay, Tempest, and, you know I mean? No, I don't know them. I mean, I, 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 I know of those, you, you, you know what I mean? Because it's relevant to me, because to me, as soon as I, I realised that I could do it as a stage thing, that disappearing into something else is so cathartic. That's a lot about it. The poetry, oh, of course. It puts your emotions on the page in a way that you feel that you want them to come across. Now, could you imagine? This is why I have trouble putting a collection together. Could you imagine somebody, like, I don't know, following your recipe for duck and orange and putting lemons in? Do you know what I mean? It, the part, part of the performance poetry for me is I get to say my words the way they're meant to be said and and, and get them to land on the targets that they're supposed to land on. The way people sort of view me. I don't know, because I view myself completely differently. And, and I like what... But it, it's really um, unsettling sometimes. You know what I mean? When people say, you are fucking awesome, and you don't get it. That's I mean, no, not, that I don't get it. I know that I'm good at what I do, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I wouldn't be fucking doing it. Simple. If I couldn't be as good at something that I did, I, just, I wouldn't do it. Uh, that's where poetry comes now, is, uh, is something that I'm good at. If the bottom falls out of it, then oh, man, I've only got 25 years, I would say in a good way or not can't ride it out for the next 25 years or try and be the best I can for the 25 years and be better and better it's, I would have put money on me not making it to 30. seriously and, and I mean I never saw my life as possible I was born chipped it just took your years for the, the handle to come off <laughs> these are things I've said before and but the analogy, a great way of saying exactly what I mean that I was born chipped I've never been right I've always been ostracized for being right. And being right just doesn't mean. Now, we're embracing of different kinds of character. Back in the 80s and the 90s, you weren't. You did this, and you were this kind of person. You know what I mean? You worked in a pit, then you were a man's man. You didn't write fucking poetry. Do you get what I mean? Now, you know what I mean? We don't even say choose girls, like. Don't choose girls. Don't choose toys or colours to be gender specific. Just because a boy wants to play with a Barbie, why shouldn't he be able to have a Barbie? Absolutely, I totally agree with it. But that wasn't my life. If I picked up a. No, no, I'm not saying my dad would have been a big sheriff, I mean, but the, I'm saying, right, Purple would have looked on you, uh, uh, oh, now yeah, he plays with Barbies. And then, like, do you get what I mean? And it'd be around Prestige Avenue by the time you finish. I'm going to better places, and we live in a better world now. We live in a much more accepting world than we lived in back then. And, and, and but we lived in a much more accepting world then than we did in the 19th Fifties, well, fifties, sixties was it was a bit of a, like a do-over, really, wasn't it? Everyone was smashed to shit. You know? I mean, I think like the whole of the world was the like, Sixties really, was just like, manana. <laughs> it, was, it was manana. You know? I mean, I just got, I <laughs> just got a bit carried away with like free love and and, and, and I wish I'd do thing. So oh, then I might be normal. Uh, it's been pretty hard. Do you know what I mean? My life's been pretty hard. All in all, um. I I won't sell my sob story for more glory. So that that's a, a depiction that I, I I I try and I I try and er away from, rather than living with disability. you know what I mean? Or, or coping with disability, you know what I mean? I'm just I'm not. I'm not. I, I I'm not always coping. Do you get what I mean? And and always gonna be alive, But why? What? What? The names invisible disabilities. You now they're called. Invisible disabilities, I fucking love that, you've got assonance in it, <laughs> invisible disabilities, you can get loads <laughs> there, invisible disabilities, I fucking love it, it just blends really well, you know what I mean? no. <laughs> invisible disabilities hit me, <laughs> and it's going further like that, that's what my poetry's is like though, it's some some of it is like, um, you got, <laughs> I made some very wrong choices, I found it easier to hide, inside as I decided that suicide will provide that, you know what I mean, it's there's loads of rhyming opportunities. and It's not just the end of the sentences that rhyme. I, I, I like that.
0: What's that poem? That sounded
1: good. Oh, oh that one. It's called Very Long Choices. <laughs> I've made some very wrong choices. And I found it easier to hide inside as I decide that suicide won't provide that closure. Without the exposure of what thought put it there. And I thought because I kept Well, on this mortal coil I stayed, but as a non-believer I refuse to pray. So I'm going to try a different way, like I did today. Because when I woke up this morning after stretching and yawning, I can hear Jeremy Kyle calling some young father unfit or some poor, cretin thick, and then the rest of the day, I spend channel hopping, not stopping until the opinions of a million minions invade my screen. It's a television dream which five foot corners corner diagonally. Corner. It's not imaginary. It's practically, but not actually, as big as my wall. Yeah, that's all. You see, I'm all my own games and the devil's inside my own head and I'm not quite convinced that I'd rather be dead. So instead, I protect these complex expectations with written notations. I'm putting pencil to pen and I'm having thoughts I've never had and I'm not altogether sad and, in fact, I'm glad at times. Like when I'm writing rhymes and I'm not confined to justice, Mike. You see, there's this simple algorithm that I've been given access and it's a chance to crack this cypher. And yes, I am hyper, but it's worth the drop for a chance to pop that trouble bubble that keeps me separated, castigated from you and your kind as I try to find my mind and fly through blue and not grey sky. But just like Robbie, I want to be a better man. It's time to draw a line in the sand and demand a better view of the truth. Why are we wasting you from the youth trying to find new proof without... Crying this time without dying inside. You see, in this expectation above my station, finding blinding creation or exploitation, you see the answer. The answer is the truth, and it lives inside of you. So, as I fumble and I stumble and I tumble to the exit, being humble for me that's the best bit. And if I crumble, I will. Contest it. But as for now, please only have good thoughts. And remember, if you can't be good, then just don't get caught. <laughs> I, say, that's just, that's just, I, say, I say to people all the time, you must have heard me say a thousand, be good, you can't be good, don't get caught. And I'm trying, I thought, mean, and everyone's like, fuck, that gun's gone. How long was it? 30 minutes, God, it's not like all day! <laughs> fuck him, oh, shut up! <laughs> uh, but oh, I'm aware of this. It's, I don't like dead there.
0: Yeah.
1: on my own I'm a riot I'm fucking you know what I mean if you work like cameras in a room and just it would be like Truman yeah Truman show it really would it really would just me trying to find my glasses is a drama (laughs) what about when you're writing (laughs) I don't write when I I disassociate I've tried and it's a little bit too close to the knuckle and too scary for even me to be back for me to fact so I, I just don't write like that no more. Um The urge to, God, a compelling urge to write. I don't get. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Every now and then an idea comes and I work. Sit there, work on it for a couple of days, solid, solid. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then it's it's there and and, and we're done. You know, do you get what I mean? I I I feel like I've got something to say, and I I also do. I do go round like. I've got a scrapyard at home as well, which I like. It's like I've got a scrapyard. It's like a lot of old poems I've never performed, nobody's ever seen like that. And I'll go look back through them, and I'll find a line that I really like, and I'll cross it out in that poem, and then go and use it again. And it's like a scrapyard. So this 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 thing that where people feel like they need to write every day, write a journal. I don't need to be reminded of every <coughs> fucking day. Most days, I wish I'd woke up. To be honest, yeah, you know I mean, and, and and it takes me a while to work out that uh, it's not so bad being it. Yeah, you know, do you get what I mean? But that again, medication. i I've, we found a way to keep me taking the right medication long term. But uh, all the time, there's cuts to um, mental health services. You know, Leave like my therapy out there for people. There isn't. There isn't. It's, it's CPNs are so spending three quarters of their time filling out benefit forms. Yeah. <laughs> Therapies
0: are like lasting on their list. Yeah. So do you see that the, your poetry as a sort of catharsis like a yeah, your treatment Tra- for yourself <laughs> definitely
1: definitely yeah. uh, it, it teaches me what I want to know about and, and what I don't need to know about and they're very different things and and it, they teach me my parents, my parents teach me just because I win a fight doesn't mean I've got to have that fight just because I know I'm going to win it doesn't mean I've got to have that fight uh, and, and it's, it's changed the way that I look at things I think mainly because my social circle has changed so much there used to be chefs. Oh, every fuck, well, it's like, oh, I'm just got to put it out of a fang. You know what I mean? Oh, blokes are horrible when they work together. They really are. They, do you get what I mean? It's like, oh, shaggy's bird. Oh, me, and I've never been like that. I'm never a conquest person. It's, that's not, that's not, yeah. I'm a, make my life as easy as possible, lazy kind of person. Honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why learning to give a barmaid a poem at the beginning of the night will save you an hour throughout the night getting served. Do you get what I mean? It's just that... minute, But that's BPD, that's manipulation. That is downright, outright, straight-up manipulation. Manipulation is situation to be exactly how you want it to be. But when you have to have certain conditions for you to act as what you might or somebody else might call normal, then it's in my interest to make sure that environment is perfect for me too. Do you get what I mean? It's like... I know, it's like always being able to sit somewhere with your back to the wall. Do you get what I mean? It's certain things about you get, about people that, but that make you feel comfortable, you know what I mean? I, I like not having a route for people to come from behind. I know, it's to work the doors, you know what I mean? And, and it's, look mate, daggers in my back have hurt me more than punches in the jaw, I tell you. And most of those, emotional daggers in the back, not even real daggers. <laughs> that that People hurt, people hurt people just guns don't hurt people. People hurt people. People hurt people. And all the time, one big, the biggest gun supersedes, supersedes the biggest gun. People will still kill people. We've got to be showing people what they're worth. What they're worth. You know what I mean? And, and we've got to do that. Art becomes redundant. If an artist is more famous dead than alive, who benefits them? The world of art? How does it benefit? How does a starving artist produce its best work? <laughs> because that's what we are, starving artists. I fucking love starving artists. I come out very rarely, and which is changing now. It's, it gets easier. Like when I started doing the workshops, so I had to go by coach because I sat in the front of the coach, and then I knew everybody. I could see everybody that got on a train would have, <coughs> would have just. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been even approachable. But now. It's getting better. I'm getting better at dealing with things. Um, if you're interested in what I do, it's Neanderthal Bard um, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, um, neanderthalbard.com and neanderthalbard.co.uk. There's only one of me. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll finish you with I'll finish the poem. This is a poem, a very short poem that I wrote about, because it's stand-up as well, about the, um, the, that, that partnership kind of duets. And it's called Straight Lines. And it goes, if you keep feeding me straight lines, and I'm going to knock them out of the park. But remember, as I deliver the punchlines and they're coming from somewhere dark. So please, keep feeding me straight lines, and I promise I'll be up front. But remember, as I deliver those punchlines, I'm known as a funny cunt. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that's a colourful way to end the podcast. I really hope you're not too offended by the language. And, um... Anyway, thank you very much to Stefan for sharing his story. I know so, I know these things are really hard to share, they're really difficult and especially to do it publicly. So I do really appreciate people like Stefan that that can sort of do that and 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 speak publicly about it. I know it's difficult and I know it takes a long time and not everyone is in that position. I also thank everyone for listening. Um I think it's really important to sort of hear these stories as well and uh, and really listen to them. So thank you very much um do check out stefan if you if you the neanderthal bard if you uh, get the chance to go to one of live shows then do definitely do that that will definitely be a good way to spend the evening um and if you want to find out more about my journey then check out my website which is www.theministryofchange.org um and if you want to support my mental health journey around the uk and if if you're able to offer support to help me spread these stories then check out my patreon page which is patreon.com forward slash ministry of change uh where you can sort of pledge uh pledge a donation but also within that you can get access to extra content extra sort sort of short videos early access to podcasts and uh lots more stuff so please do check that out i'll put all the links below and yeah really and as i said at the beginning if you like the podcast then please do subscribe and rate the podcast and that will help me reach more people um but basically thank you very much for listening and i will now leave you as promised with stefan's poet poem on uh, homelessness and crisis and okay here it is goodbye
1: if I explain, if I do this poem for you, it'll yeah. explain. I think it explains really well what crises do. And it goes, um, "Could you imagine a world without homelessness? It's not easy, but let's try." Rough sleeping merely a memory, faded by days left behind. No generation of sofa surfers, no ex-soldiers replaying escape and vein. No more overawed support workers facing the taking their pay. A world in which our charity is seen as one among other choices, where more small voices are heard and where words mean more. We're up until the point of altering the law. So let's imagine a world without homelessness, where education is seen as the key. It's like a consistent stream of consciousness, permitting this world to see that a world without homelessness isn't a myth, it's not a fable story or mystery. And yet, it's hard to admit that the need still exists for crisis as it reaches 50. See, Imagine a world without homelessness where direct care and the proper support are part of our social structure and where past hard luck can't add up to much and there's just enough trust left to muster. But how can having a home be seen as being a bonus when it's a basic human need but all I can see is offices and luxury penthouse suites built on the back of (laughs) greed, Not more socially normal or affordable family homes where people can begin life debt-free. So let's imagine a world without homelessness even though we all know the course is vast, what we believe in achieving dreams and crises is taking the task to ask the hard questions without exception. So, if you listen to me, together we can all achieve and get to see a world without homelessness as long as our hopeful souls keep persisting and insisting that this is worth a fight. Because we all deserve to live safe at